Welcome back to the Football on the Barbie podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. I am Matt Gordon here with Caden Bodak and Jake Seymour. How are we doing, boys? Pretty good. Been a minute. Definitely has been a minute. I know. You guys graduated high school. You're out of college or uni. The lockdown. Yeah, college, uni. You're off to the greatest place on earth. It's got Tempe, Arizona. For those people that know where that is and know what college is there, you know what I'm talking about. But let's move forward. Um, So we have a little jam-packed recap of everything that's going on so far in the off-season. We've got some Julio Jones talk, some Mac Jones talk, and we have a new segment to the show called Who Am I?, which we're going to do at the end of every episode, uh, where it is essentially what it sounds like. Who am I? It's guess the NFL player. Who am I? But, boys, let's get into some Julio Jones. So right now we're looking at Tennessee Titans. Uh, the favorites to sign Julio and accompany him. We know AJ Brown has had, he's been very vocal about wanting Julio Jones to come to Atlanta with, um, come from Atlanta to Tennessee with him. Obviously, there was a lot of talk about New England uh, being involved. Uh, I think, I don't know if that's really going to happen anymore because now it's passed. The June 1 deadline is passed. Atlanta can now trade him and, uh, get rid of the dead money that they would lose if they would have traded him before that. Um, so what are you guys thinking? Are we thinking Tennessee? Are we thinking New England? Or are we thinking some, some somewhere else? Yeah, so just to follow that up real quick, though, Matt, what are you saying? So Seattle's plus 300 to sign Julio as well. Or, I'm sorry, to trade for Julio. I just uh, pulled it up on FanDuel as opposed to yesterday on an article really? they had. Yeah, so I'm they're going the co-favorite, from, yes. It's, it's, it's morning time for me. So I'm going from... What I read yesterday afternoon was Tennessee. I did see Seattle were involved. But see, the thing is... Yeah, so this was June 1st, 10.30 a.m. Yeah. They- do you guys think that the... I mean, the betting markets, obviously, they know more. They maybe have some sort of an insight. But the, the, of them, it seems to be like whoever the most recent team is that is in talks t- to, you know, trade for Julio then becomes the favorite. If you look at last week, yeah. it was... The, the Patriots were in talk, so then it was the Patriots were favorites. Then towards the end of the week, it was it was nah, the Tennessee Titans are in talks, and it's looking like. And then it was Tennessee were favorites, and then yesterday it came out Seattle were in talks. What does really yeah. in talks mean? Because really, if I'm an NFL GM, I'm I'm picking up that phone and I'm asking, how much? What do you want for him? Everyone's doing that. You're just at least asking. So then, wouldn't that mean every team is in talks? Yeah, every team is in talks. I don't listen to this kind of stuff. I don't listen to Las Vegas because they're just guessing like the rest of us. I mean, with when you're betting on games, Las Vegas does know. But with this stuff, they really don't. I, You know what? You know what it is? Is let's increase the odds. Let's get that money because there's going to be people that will bite on it because we know next week another team's going to be in talks and the odds are going to change in our favor anyways. Um, I The only thing I knew – because I have a little source down in or down in Atlanta, Ooh. I do. Yes, and whoa, um, so I got Katie's Apple Watch going off here. No, I got I got a little little some sriracha, no, some chipotle. No, it's, really, it's really nothing. It's it's just Ketchup. a little friend that knows somebody and that's friend. pretty big oh, in the Atlanta <laughs> Atlanta Falcons uh, front office and um. I knew he was good. They were trying to move him like two, three, four months ago. That was like once he got hired. Oh, fuck. 
once whatever once he got hired to Atlanta that's like the first thing that they were trying to do was move him so I knew he was he was gone no sooner than after June June 2nd or the June 1st deadline because they wanted to move that dead cap that's the only thing I know I don't know where he's going but I knew that you know the, so that means that the Patriots are still in play because that was their plan all along to um move him once they could get rid of the money because they're trying to move him and possibly Matt Ryan, but they couldn't get anything for him anyways, because those are the two biggest contracts that are eating up a ton of the cap. Well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, say this off real quick before we, uh, you know, really get deep into this. So the top five teams that are, you know, the best odds that's coming from FanDuel, that article was posted uh, June 1st, uh, Titans and Seahawks both tied at plus 300, then Falcons plus 400. Uh, Patriots are plus 450 and Indiana's plus a thousand. Uh, so those are the top five teams, but you know, it's funny, like there's so many teams just being named around and I know the three of us have a source. Um, and I mean, I don't want to toss, you know, toss around like sources or just, you know, whatever, but you know, three of us had a source, I think it was two weeks ago that said uh, the chargers were interested and wanted in on Julio and we're calling Atlanta. And all of a sudden the chargers are just out of it. So teams are coming in and calling. And then I think leaving, I think what's happening is just from what I'm reading into this, is that teams are calling and making requests to Atlanta and Atlanta just saying like, no, like we're keeping him and just doubling down. Cause has Atlanta really come out and said anything about, yeah, like Julio's on the market, but we're not trading him or they're testing the market. I don't think, I don't think Atlanta said any of that. He's, I guarantee you based on what I'm hearing, he is not going to be an Atlanta Falcon at the beginning of the season. They're trying to move him. That's like their top priority right now. They're trying to move him. Okay. So I don't know where, um, I mean, I hope he comes to New England being a Patriot fan. I think that'd be, you know, best for everything. But I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't think he is. And I'm trying to pull my tweet because I uh, said it pretty well in this tweet. Um, I don't I, – I definitely think he's being moved. But, like, I'm also – if it, he's definitely being moved. But it's just a matter of wh- wh- where do you think he's going to go and what team – what team would suit him best? You, if you put him in Tennessee, th- th- then that's that team's looking like a real problem. You know, with yeah, Derrick Henry in the backfield, AJ Brown on one side, I like I Jones like Jones on the other. Like that's a you know, it's one of the, one of the best offensive lines in football. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill was a manageable quarterback that no doubt would make him better. I like Tennessee, and I don't like Seattle. I think Tennessee is where he's going to go. Uh, because they lost Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. So now you just have A.J. Brown. You get Julio Jones. Now you got two weapons. He goes to Seattle. You got Tyler Lockett, him, and D.K. Metcalf. One ball. So that's one too many people. And for that kind of money, Seattle's not going to pay him to just have him be like a a third-string wide receiver. A good third-string wide receiver, but a third-string wide receiver nonetheless. Um, So Or a third option, at least. So I think he's going to go to Tennessee to be that, you know, one-two punch with A.J. Brown. Because especially because we forget how big of a target Johnny Smith was for Ryan Tannehill in the red zone. And Julio Jones, Jones is a massive, massive human, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he, you know, you get that, you get that red zone target back plus athleticism. So exactly, exactly and, right. And if I'm a Patriots, I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, I don't want Julio Jones. He's, He's one of the ageless wonders, right? You, you always think he's going to decline. He, he never seems to decline, but we know what's coming. And I don't want to take on that big contract with that big money, knowing that he's going well, to I don't think I don't think in New England you want to take on the money. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't think he's 
people are talking about him as if he's 39 years old. This dude's 31. Like, I will say this though. Like he, okay. And before, hold on. Then before last year with the hamstring injury that he wasn't ever really injury prone. Like Julio Jones two years ago was still that man. Like they drafted Calvin Ridley to be his two. And then he went out injured and the Falcons were like, now we have Calvin Ridley. We can get rid of him. But he's still that. Like he's he's. I feel like whatever team right. he's going to go to, and if he goes well, to the right team, it's always the right fit, right team that matters in football quite a bit. Um, but if he goes to the right team with the right offense, he's you're gonna the Falcons are gonna sit there and go, we we did what? Like I don't think him coming to New England with this offense that we ran, if it's the same one as last year with Cam, where it's it's run first. And then pass. I, I don't think Julio should come in for if we're doing that. But if we're going to to Mac Jones, and you're going to more more spread two tight end sets, then I mean, come and on. That, we, uh, we look at the uh, weapons we already have. We signed, you know, we signed Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. We have Jacoby Myers. We have Gil Harry, uh, first round pick. Yeah, we. I think he. I. I personally feel like if we were were to trade for Julio, he would have to. Yeah, be you got to go. Um, even if it's just like, look, it's a, it's going to be a throwing piece. He's not going. The deal's not going to be exactly because they yeah, exactly. But if he was to come here with those weapons, he would be your one. He'd be your true one because he's better than all of those guys still at thirty-one years old. But as a guy, the first guy, and then and then if you had that spread offense, you're looking at the same. Randy Moss came to New England. At 31 years old, and had the best year of his life. Julio Jones can do the exact same thing I'm wherever he goes. Not just, thing, not just in New England, wherever he goes. This isn't if a source. To New England, it's the same sort of thing. See, Matt, this isn't a source drop. I just heard. I've just read this. Um, that they are trying. They are supposedly thinking about running a two quarterback offense with Cam Newton in short yarded situations and red zone situations. So do you really want a guy in that offense for that kind of money when you can't win right now anyways with a new quarterback? You're going to be – Mac Jones is two years away from – I believe Mac Jones is two years away from success. And we'll, get, we'll get into that later. So do you really want a guy like Mac Jones Throwing to a guy like Julio Jones, who in two yes. years can be banged uh, up, and who knows what his hamstring Julio. is like anyway. Well, this Kaden, is what I'm saying. If, Kaden, this is, can you you yeah. have good points about it, but Julio Julio would be the, your clear number one receiver. So I don't care but who you, you give up to him. get him. You most certainly do because if you're going to bring in a rookie quarterback, you or even Jared Sinem, you run that like you said the Kaden, double quarterback. Kaden, I you need the true number one receiver. You do. I'm sorry. You agree. do. Agree. Not for I that agree. money. Both of but yes. yes, yes and no though, yes, Kaden, because yes. with with the money that you have, like next year the salary cap is increasing. By the way in a large, large amount. This The salary cap this year is lower. This is why you saw the contracts. They're all, you know, in the second year, Kendrick Bourne, I think, is getting something like $15 million, or I think it's Aguilar. Thank you. So the salary cap's increasing. The NFL owners and the coaches and the GMs, when they signed these guys, they knew that. So I don't mind what I'm paying Julio Jones. I just don't want to be paying Julio Jones the money if it's Cam Newton's run first offense. That's the only time where I'm like, okay, 
because you can use that money to to put other things around the football team on defense throughout the year if there's injuries, other mm-hmm. trades. Look, yeah, I'm just telling yeah, you, if, none of this matters, if, though, if, because for if one reason... If we're going Mac Jones, not, I'm not saying that we're going to go Mac Jones week one, but if that offense is sort of shifting back to the pass first because it's Cam's second year, we can he now knows more, he has an offseason, we're going to do some more passing anyway, like that Seattle game, then hell yeah, bring, bring Julio Jones in. They have a chemistry already. Him and Cam Newton have a chemistry. He wants to play here. So why not? I'm just going to, you know, say this. I, I've been tweeting this out a little bit. And, you know, if you guys are following, make sure you guys go follow me at Jake Seymour NBA. And, um, you know, the thing that's going on right now, this whole Atlanta Falcons situation with Julio and the Patriots is that this trade will not happen between the Patriots and Atlanta because Arthur Blank, he's still salty about Super Bowl 51. And I know that's some crazy thing about people saying, well, you don't put emotions in front of business. And if New England has the right offer, you take it. But Arthur, he was the guy, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a report that came out right around the, when the schedules were released that he was pushing for that New England-Atlanta game to be on Thursday night football because he wanted to beat them in, like, the prime night because of the Super Bowl 51 thing. That was a report that came out. I forget who exactly reported, but I remember reading it from a, you know, one of those verified blue checkmark sources. So don't don't think that Arthur isn't salty about that. And I know people said that, yes, well, you know, they traded uh, for Mohamed Sanu, and, you know, that was the guy that they traded for. Well, yeah, but him and Julio are two completely – different players so don't don't compare the two of those all i'm saying is that this won't happen only because uh you know arthur is still salty about super bowl 51 i I think that's i think that's gonna happen too i thought that's why a big reason why when all that trade talk to new england was happening i'm like this guy really wants to trade to the team that beat him 28 to 3 that he has he has to hear about for the rest of his life on the 28th because julio Julio is Atlanta's crown jewel. Like I know they have Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback, but Julio is the crown jewel of that team. And speaking of that, you don't leave your crown jewel off of your promotional pieces for season tickets and tickets in the in the next season. They didn't yeah. put Julio on that, and I know that's something wow, you, people can overlook. You can you can overlook that a little bit, but that says something. When Julio Jones puts seats in your arena and you don't advertise that man, that says something about the future of your franchise Kyle with Pitts, with Julio. It's because it's because Julio Jones isn't part of the future. Matt Ryan isn't part of the future. It's Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. That's what that's, that's what I'm saying. So that's why Julio Julio's gone. It's just a matter of what team. Yeah. And if I had to say it right now, I mean, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee to get him, but I also wouldn't mind him going to Indiana too. So really, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. With with Wentz. I'm a I'm a yeah. Wentz guy. I think I think Wentz is going to turn that franchise around a little bit. Dude, dude, him and Pittman. You got Pittman on the outside. The speedster dude, that's my man. Johnson, I, I want Jonathan the Taylor to running year. back. I want to, yeah. yep. I love and I want New England to go get Taylor from Wisconsin yeah, too. But no, in, like Indianapolis is a, is uh, it's plus one thousand. Chris Ballard is one of the smartest, best GMs in the NFL. I mean, you're looking at a team that, you know, if Andrew Luck doesn't retire, they're a Super Bowl team. They're, they're, bit, they're them and the Chiefs. I tell you what, we missed out on some fucking quality football because the Colts and dude Andrew the Luck Chiefs, bro, was not Andrew Luck is bang he was banged up. His, wasn't up. his leg all fucked up? Like, like yeah, no, the point they, was that is, that doesn't happen, so he doesn't retire. Uh, yeah, and and like 
they fixed that O-line. By the t- towards his back end, before he retired, that's when you had Quinton Nelson. Now their offensive line is one of the best in the league. My point is, Chris Great Ballard, yeah. he's, exactly, Chris Ballard is one of the best GMs. So if he was, if Julio was to go get Julio and you put him on that team, I do agree to Jake's point. I believe in Carson Wentz in that, in that offense. He's back with Frank Reich, back in uh, with the Colts. That's who he had the success with in Philadelphia, not Doug Peterson. Um, and Alshon Jeffrey isn't his wide receiver one anymore. Yeah, e- exactly right. The, the Colts are a very nice team. I think if we're talking season predictions, I, would, I wouldn't I would be shocked if they're a playoff team. I mean, look what they did last year with Philip yeah. goddamn Rivers. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. Is this something that you got to monitor and just keep an eye on? Because honestly, I thought this was already all finalized and they're waiting for June 1st to pass for, you know, for it to be leaked. Uh, but, you know, obviously – uh, you know, didn't happen as we're sitting here on June 2nd. I mean, watch, we're going to stop the recording in. Someone's going to come up, but, you know, it's what it is. But moving on, speaking of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, man, I don't know what's going on with his situation because he wants out of Green Bay, and Green Bay is just sitting there, standing firm in their position, saying, nope, you're staying here, and you're playing in Green Bay. Tough crap, no, you of the year. And honestly, like, looking at the situation, if you're Green Bay pre-draft, you know, on the table reportedly, San Francisco was offering you the third overall pick, Jimmy Garoppolo, and a couple other, uh, I think it was like three or four more first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. How do you not take that trade? You could have got Jimmy Garoppolo, your bridge quarterback, then taken a quarterback if you wanted to. You didn't have to do that at that point because you also have Jordan Love. But you either, A, could have shopped Jordan Love or taken a quarterback top three or another player top three or even flipped it for more picks or whatever, right? They don't do that trade at all. And then they're just sitting here with them. Aaron Rodgers is that kind of guy that I just feel like he'll just sit out if he doesn't want to play. He's just yeah. one of those guys. He he won a ring. I know he wants to win more, but his re- his relationship with the front office and with management and with ownership group and that organization is so bad that he just doesn't want to play. And I would not be surprised if he just honestly sits a year out and just like, yeah, you know what? Let, let this little kid that you drafted in the first round that you traded up to get. Let let him play and see how he see how he does, and then yeah. he'll realize how good I am and how much you want me. Because he because Aaron yeah. Rodgers is petty like that. He'll do that. Yeah, Jake. I I don't believe any of those rumors you hear on trap day because you hear so many of them. So we don't really know if those are true. I mean, remember we saw this Jordan the, the this something came across our screens where it was Jordan Love for like the fifteenth pick from the Patriots. What whatever it was, you see all this crap. Um. So I don't believe any of that. I'm well, that was came from a verified source. I thought. Well, I'm just well. I'm just saying in general, all this draft stuff. Nobody knows it's going to happen. I I don't really believe any of this stuff. Remember when we thought that Mac Jones was going to going to go to the San Francisco 49ers, and it was like, yeah. you know, one sure of the think. most like safest bets you could have made, and all of a sudden they go Trey Lance. So I I don't I don't believe any of this stuff. I'm on Green Bay side here though too. If if hold on to Aaron Rodgers, you know what? Because you let go of Aaron Rodgers, and it's just a domino effect. You see, Devontae Adams is going to get in this position three years down. He's going to be a bitch about his contract. He's going to want to get out. And then he's going to be able to because their front office is going to become soft. What the front office is doing with Aaron Rodgers is saying, listen, potential free agents, uh, future draft picks, and current players, we're not going to put up with this bullshit. We don't care. You're not going to get what you want. We're going to hold on to you and make your life miserable because we don't care. We have our quarterback for the future and Jordan Love. And and you know what, Aaron Rodgers, you can sit this one out because we really don't care, man. That, and I, I'm on Green Bay's side here, and I think we need more of that in football because I hate the players doing this petty stuff. I think the Green Bay Packers, what they did, 
I think a lot of people give them a hard time for drafting Jordan Love in the first round, but what they also did was got the best quarterback year from Aaron Rodgers that they've ever had. I mean, they pissed him off so bad that he went out there and had an MVP year. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to sit out. Aaron Rodgers still knows that he's that he's that guy. Um, he's their quarterback at the end of the day, and he'll go out there and he'll do what he did last year because he loves football and he loves his teammates at the end of the day. Like, whatever's happening front office and contract-wise and that he wants out, of course he wants out. But if, 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 if they're not going to trade him, he can't do anything. So I, I don't see him sitting out. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and he, that team is, is a very talented team. They're in a very win now situation as well, just because Jordan loves there. That it's, that's the future. Aaron Rodgers needs to accept that. And I think he has, he's come out and said that him and Jordan love have a great relationship anyway, which I do believe. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is, is, is hates the kid at all. People need to remember too. There was a there was a time where the Green Bay Packers had Brett Favre as their quarterback, and they drafted a kid from Cal in the first round. Aaron Rodgers was that guy, and he sat out for how long? Do you guys remember? Two, two years. He sat for two years, and that whole time it was let's let's draft this, let's get this quarterback in. So Aaron Rodgers is just experiencing the same thing that Brett Favre did. And that hasn't been spoken about. No one's said that. Well, I haven't heard that once. So to think that it's this new thing, it's not. They actually had a decent draft, by the way. They got one of my favorite picks in the draft, Amari Rodgers from Clemson. That dude's a nice wide receiver. Like, he's a big dude. He's crisp. Like, they're a good football team, and they're in a very win-now mode. Aaron Rodgers is sitting out. Aaron Rodgers is playing this year regardless, and then next offseason, he'll push for that for that trade me. And also, it, it makes sense business-wise. It makes more sense to draft, uh, to trade um, Aaron Rodgers in the postseason next year rather than now because the closer you are to the draft, the more value your first-round picks have. And the higher, like you're, you're going to get more picks for Aaron Rodgers in twelve in in eight months after the season's done than you are right now, barring an injury. But if he plays fucking sensational, he's worth more. You're close to the draft. That means you're going to want more picks because you're going to know which teams sit where. So it makes. But then he's playing. Let's 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 wrap it well, up. He's playing. Jordan Love sitting for another year, just like Aaron Rodgers did. Matt, to your point, though, I mean, you know, with the whole Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation, relating it back to the Rodgers love situation, I did see Colin Coward bring this up on his uh, on his show, The Hurt, and he said that he had somebody on the show from Green Bay, I forget who it was, but you know, he said that the difference between the two situations was that, you know, everybody in that organization, in the stadium, in the facility, you know, when Aaron Rodgers was ready to go, the entire organization knew, okay, this is the next guy, and they they knew it was just the way he he carried himself and the way that. He played in, in practice and just the way that he just went on. You know, they knew he was the next guy and they were okay to move on for Brett Favre. Um, you know, that guy, that source said that uh, he, he doesn't feel the same way now with Jordan Love, uh, you know, being that guy. And that the organization, everybody, not everybody in the organization is on the same page about ready to move on from Jordan, uh, from Aaron Rodgers and on to Jordan Love. So I don't think Jordan Love is the answer. And you need to kiss up to Aaron Rodgers if you're Green Bay and just kiss, kiss, kiss up to him because he is the best thing that has happened to your franchise. And you need to just hope that, you know, at some point he's going to 
you know, break, make one of the, one of the plays that put you in the Super Bowl. I mean, there were plenty of times last year in that game, um, that uh, NFC conference game that he could have done that and didn't, um, you know, and that, you know, that sucks for that season, but you got to kiss up to him because this window is getting short. And right now you don't know what you have in Jordan Love. So just kiss up to Aaron Rodgers and hope for the best in this season. That's all you can do. Whatever he wants, you get. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of waving the white flag here. I think Matt made a really good point. Um, I, I just, I'm more of the, the, the side where I'm with the Packers because I hate all this holding out stuff. I think it's bad for the game. Um, I don't think Jordan Love has been had shots to prove himself yet. So who knows? Maybe he lights it up in camp and they say Aaron Rodgers is our guy, but we know what we have now with Jordan Love. I don't think he's had that uh, enough time to do that. So maybe they, maybe they might, think you know two months three months from now that jordan love is their guy of the future who knows i but, think uh, the thing is too if aaron Rodgers was to sit out at all if anything aaron Rodgers would sit out at least just two weeks of camp into a preseason or two games which would mean jordan love would get all this time to work with the ones anyway but then at the end of the day you know aaron Rodgers is walking in to that mm-hmm. building and and starting that's always going to happen and aaron Rodgers knows that too so this kid could have an entire camp as the starter per se and then Aaron Rodgers walks back in, and then he's had all this experience and all this game time, and that just helps him going into next year. Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback in 2022. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. this year is going to be their quarterback. I think Jordan Love is the quarterback next year. Because then, then after that, you're looking at, then what do you have? Because then you're getting into his third year of his contract. You're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option. Then you're going, like, where, where is he? But anyway, let's move on to from one quarterback to another. One guy that we definitely know is going to be the backup, according to Bill Belichick. Mac Jones, the first-round pick in New England. Um, we haven't spoken about it, but we obviously know that he fell to number 15. And he didn't go number three like everyone thought. And New England picked him up. And we've now seen two Two weeks of training, uh, rookie mini camp, wearing number fifty in the red jersey. What do you, what do you boys think of Mac Jones? What do you think? We all we, we like we've discussed earlier. I think we all come to the agreement that he's not starting this year. Um, what are your thoughts? So, what do you think about the pick? What do you he, reckon? Where where are the season's going? Do you reckon we we move to him at all? What do you think? I don't think it's a Super Bowl season. I think making a playoff push is definitely. Um, the case a part of it um i'm definitely kind of a homer here because i actually hate mac jones and you can go back to my video a few few uh, months ago before the draft i made about mac jones um just i don't think he's a good pick but i do think maybe two weeks down Hold the road up. can i stop you though for a second you're an auburn fan so it's kind of biased no fuck auburn now, dude. they didn't give me any financial aid and i'm going to fucking sienna so fuck auburn anyways i almost actually went to alabama you guys don't Impressive. know that but i almost went Anyways, so God, what a heel turn. I know, right? So, um, so the reason I think, you know, two weeks in, I would love to see Mac Jones. I don't think Cam Newton's the answer. He's Auburn guy. I don't think Cam Newton's the answer. I'd love to see Mac Jones. I do think he's the future of this team. But honestly, I didn't think Mac Jones was the greatest pick. You know, you go from having the greatest running back, greatest wide receivers, and the greatest tight end, greatest O line, greatest all this, greatest all that and you're playing against average competition, then you um, compare it to your team, then you go to the NFL where there's everybody's really freaking good and your team's not the best. And what happens? You know, I, I just, I don't love the Mac Jones pick, but you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. And I, I think 
you know, if he has a good camp, we could see him two weeks in. And he's not going to take the team to the Super Bowl, but maybe, you know, three years down the road, we see something. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm, I'm actually opposite of you guys. I think I'm pulling for him to start after week five. Uh, I'm sorry, week five, after week four, um, that, that when they're at Houston. Easy opponent, put him in, let him, you know, see what you got with him, and let's let him play. Um, I'm telling you now, though, he will not he will not beat out Cam from camp and start any weeks games one through four. I'm telling you that right now. Not because he can't beat out Cam or not because he's better than him or Belichick doesn't want um you know, you know, giving him that like stupid rookie treatment that he gives some rookie sometimes. Not because of any of that, but because if you start him week one and pull him, A, it's just a bad look for Mac Jones and it looks bad for him. But second of all, too, you have Tom Brady come to Gillette Stadium week four and the entire national media will be looking at that game. And Bill would rather have that be Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady than Mac Jones, the, you know, inheritance of, uh, you know, versus Tom Brady. He doesn't want that because the national media will make a huge story about that. And we've already heard a little bit now the Mac and Tom Brady comparisons, and you're setting yourself up to fail with those comparisons because nobody will beat Tom Brady. So by setting Mac Jones up to the standard that he'll never meet, even if he's a great quarterback, he, he's going to fail in everybody's eyes because of that comparison. So I'm telling you right now, he's not going to start weeks one through four. But what happens is when Tampa Bay comes in weeks four and absolutely slaughters the New England Patriots and they get blown out and Cam Newton throws for, you know, like 150 yards or not even 100, like 100 yards. And, you know, the Patriots offense, it's just, you know, you know, basically what they did last year, just can't do anything. Then that's when you're going to see Mac Jones come in in week five at Houston. That's what I'm pulling for. Because at that point, you know, they could be one and three, even 0 and four maybe at that point, two and two. And I'm just – I'm really hoping by week five it's a point where Bill Belichick – you know, Robert Kraft goes to Bill and says, all right, Bill, put the kid in. You know, we saw what we had with Cam where whatever now, put the kid in. Let's see what he has. And just lets him go. That's that's what you got to hope for now because if if you really want – like you guys are saying, you know, it can be a playoff contention season without Mac – with Mac Jones on the bench. I'm sorry. That's wrong. That's wrong. You're going to get another repeat of this season. Cam no, Newton, not with Mac Cam Jones, Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton, Jared Sinem, Brian Hoyer, those are the three other quarterbacks on the roster. Those three guys will not put the Patriots in playoff contention no, or in the, the run pl- for a wild card or anything. It's not happening. No, for the play for the Patriots to be in playoff contention, Mac Jones needs to be under center. I just don't think he's going to be that good. You know what? I right now don't think he's going to be that good because you go from having the best everything to the New England Patriots. And I just that's a huge downgrade in my opinion. I I disagree though because you haven't given Cam a chance. You haven't like you I did. I gave him last year. You, no, no, no. But you no, you okay, but if you really think about last year, right? That's it was a different football season. Man, look what's what's happening. Hold on, though. No. Look what's happening in the, look what's happening in the NBA. We have the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers who were in the NBA finals last year about to be eliminated or already have been eliminated in Miami's case. So let's, let's take a step back and realize that this dude didn't have an off season. He was signed in July, then got, I think we can both all agree that he had two very good games with Miami. Hold on with Miami and then Seattle, right? You can say shoulder shot. He has now had another year to recover. Like you got to recover from that, man. Hold on, but New England's never been a team that's ever played rookies consistently. So to think Mac Jones is going to start and play, I mean, I don't think that's happening. You just, I can 100% like what you say, Jake. He's not starting at all, if at all, before Brady comes to town. The only way I can see Mac Jones playing football this year is if Cam gets hurt. 
because I don't, I don't care. I don't need to see Brian Hoyer again. That was the most painful half of football I've ever watched in my life. I've never felt Wait, Matt, sick can I ask something? watching football. And when Brian Hoyer manned our fucking ship against the Chiefs, with all due respect, Brian Hoyer, it was very painful. Just please so, stick to being a backup quarterback. You're good to be a Mac Jones here, but I don't need to see him on the field. Jared Stidham, I think he's done with this after this offseason. So the only way I see Mac Jones playing at all this year is if Cam gets hurt. And I don't see that happening because this dude's a six foot six, two hundred and thirty pound monster, um, who still has four seven, four eight speed for and for that size is huge. Maybe even four five. I mean I don't like I, I just want to see Cam be Cam again. And I and I wanna be I wanna be like, you know what? After seeing how other sports have happened out of the bubble, out of COVID, it was just a very different it was a very different it's very different having no fans there. Let's see I what he's see. like with a full-on off-season. Doesn't matter. You already saw guys. what Cam is, and it. Matt, to your point, you said with Brian Hoyer, you don't want Hoyer to say it again. What's the difference between having giving Hoyer another shot because of a COVID year? He only had a week to prep for Kansas City versus giving Cam Newton another shot. It doesn't matter. It was because, a regular season, and Newton was playing bad even before he got COVID. So all you people out there yeah. saying, oh, but Cam Newton only played bad when he had COVID. No, I have the numbers right here. I'm looking at it. Las, Las Vegas Raiders, they played him in week three. Uh, they won that – Patriots won that game 36-20, to 20, but it wasn't because of offense. Uh, Newton threw for uh, 162 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's my on. quarterback. Hold that's on. quarterback and I want to see how, how, many, how many yards did we have rushing that game? Uh, well, there's not the total here, but Michelle had 117 and Burkhead had 49. JJ I know had because you, you know why? Because we ran the fucking ball oh, over him. We didn't. Oh, we the Newton, first the, those first four games of the year because Cam was still learning. We, uh, let's hold on. Week one, Miami, we ran the ball. Week two, Seattle, we threw the ball. Week three, Oakland, we ran the ball, and then he got COVID. We remember that first three weeks because that was the story. It was like New England can beat you on the ground. New England can beat you in the air. New England can beat you on the ground. They're all so dangerous. Mr. He was in MVP talk at that time. So to say that he wasn't good before COVID is wrong because he was the favorite to win comeback player of the year. And he was in MVP talk. I just don't think COVID. he can stay healthy, man. He's not. He, if having Cam Newton start all 17 games this season would be a mistake on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots uh, part. Even if you put in Sidham just for a breath of fresh air, I'm okay, fine. But Mac Jones should be starting week five. And that's the thing that's, that worries me, though. Like, you know, if New England's six and two, but, you know, Cam Newton hasn't played good. Uh, you know, Newton hasn't, you know, you haven't won your six games from Cam Newton. You've won it off your defense and getting great defensive plays and special teams. That's how Belichick wants to win games. So, you know, let's just say Cam Newton is not the reason why you're six and two. Do you think Belichick has the guts to pull Cam and put Mac in? If you if they're I, six and two, no. What no, if they're two know, and six? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think so because you would have, you know, Bob Kraft. I think that's when Bob Kraft would be like, "Come on, you know, let's move." That I I want Mac in now, <laughs> and I know we're limited on time, but Mac Jones needs to start this season, and it should be at Week Five at Houston. Easy opponent, be a walk in the cake for the kid. Especially, if, I mean, who knows what's going on with Watson right now? This, that game's going to be a Walk in the park for Mac Jones. It'll be a great start to go one and zero. Put him in that game, please, Belichick. Do it. I just think I just think Cam can't stay healthy. I mean, I'm optimistic to see what Mac Jones can do. I don't think Mac Jones will be good, but we'll see. I I, I just think 
don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's 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 hard with you have a first round pick quarterback. It's so unusual, you know, with New England. The one thing I don't like is we're hearing like I heard I saw this thing on ESPN from uh, Mike Reese, the ESPN uh, reporter that does um, that covers the Patriots. He had that Mac Jones is the furthest along for any New England quarterback, for any rookie New England quarterback, like ever. He's like the furthest along right now. Like he's, that's how good he's looking. He's a Mike first Reeves. rounder. He could be. Exactly. Yeah. Mike Reeves. We've, <laughs> we've had Tom Brady, who was a rookie quarterback in the sixth in the round. Sixth round. <laughs> yeah. Drew Bledsoe. I mean, Drew Bledsoe was very good coming out of college. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's yeah, he was the first overall pick, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And Drew Bledsoe was a very good, very good player coming out of college. But my point is like, Come on, let's let's. You don't need to be riding that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's let's let's, let's just um. Yeah. It's it's yeah. But, you know we could be well, we Matt, could be so sitting let's... in the seats four months from now and recording and saying boom. Mac Jones is the guy. Well, Matt, you want to uh, introduce our new topic that we have a new little segment on the podcast? TikTok for all of us doing random videos, random sports stuff. Uh, but anyway, fellas, let's move into who am I. So it's a new segment on the show. We're going to do one every single week. Um, we're going to put these on TikTok, put them on Instagram. So make sure to follow along. And if you, you know, if you guess it, you know, comment or whatever else, or just play along. So you get bragging you rights. Fellas ready? Yeah, you price. get bragging rights. So what do you, are you fellas ready? I was yep. born ready. All right. So who am I? I went to the University of Oregon. I was drafted in the first round. No, sorry. I went to the University of Oregon. I was drafted in the second round, not the first round, sorry. I was drafted in the second round, and I was born in Jamaica. I was also a Super Bowl champion for the New England Patriots. Who am I? Jamaica? Oregon, Jamaica, Super Bowl champion for the Pats. Can you give a side of the ball? Yeah, side of you the play ball. defense. Defense. Jamaican defensive player for the Patriots. Born in Jamaica. Born in yeah, but that makes him Jamaican, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Bro. <laughs> Bro. What? You said it was in the first dynasty, like the first part of the dynasty, right? No. No. No, you didn't. Patrick, why does Patrick no. Chung? No, that's not. Is that your answer? No, that's not Jamaican. <laughs> uh, all right, timer's up. We lost. I'll go Patrick Chung, even though I don't think that's right. Who do you think, Hayden? Adam Butler. Patrick Chung's correct. Hey, let's go. I love to stick it out. I know. I was like, I think he went to Oregon. I can picture him he in went, Oregon to, jersey, he went but to Jamaica Oregon. was throwing he, me off. He was. He went to. He went to Oregon. He was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Look at that. Oh, I know football. What can I say? There you go. <laughs> so with the rules now, this is the other thing. So with the rules now, next episode, next week, it'll be Jake's turn to bring in a Who Am I? Um, and Jake is winning 1-0. So Caden needs, needs to get a little bit oh. better with your War, War Eagle scarf up there. Oh, I was going to be interested to see if Matt wins because then Caden's going to be 0-2. 
I mean, you should keep track of this too. We'll keep records. I, I, dude, I, I can't. I, I, I'll, I'll bounce back. I'll I, I, I knew, I knew. I, I was looking at the defense because, like we spoke about earlier, um, you could probably end. Oh, Jesus! I should probably do an outro. I was gonna say. You Sorry, we'll keep this. In. It's a little yeah for football in the bar. But guys, that has been you know the episode coming back, the welcome back party. I guess you can call it. Uh, for football in the barbie you got a huge bunch of stuff coming up it was a crazy like first six months of 2021 for all three of us obviously high school uh, graduating and college so glad to be back i know i'm happy to be back and we'll catch you guys next week see you later boys